Welcome to Get Motivated with Donato Parisi, a show designed to reach you where you are, focusing on the fact that you can be anything you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated. If you need a challenge in your life, then look no further. Get Motivated with Donato begins now. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Get Motivated with Donato. I'm your host, obviously, Donato. And I'm so very excited here today to introduce you to a new best-selling author that we just announced, Germany Mayfield. Welcome, Germany. Thank you. Thank you, Donato. Thank you for having me. And that definitely is exciting news to um, not only, obviously, to complete uh, my novel that I've been working on for a year and change, but to know that I, at least for a, a moment, became a blip on the radar to be a best-selling author. That's amazing. Um, so yeah. thank you for having me, for sure. Yeah, no, congratulations. I mean, this this novel's awesome. We'll get into it here. And, and I think it's really geared for many different types of people, right? So we're excited to have you on the show today and, and we'll, we'll talk a lot more about the book and, and who all should read it and, and why, right? But um, sure. let's just have an icebreaker question here real quick. You know, who, either past or present, if you can meet anybody, who would that be and why? If I can meet, so I had I had to really think about this, right? Um, on the fly, it'd be a difficult question for me to answer, but I've had time to think about it. And so I wanted to uh, use both past and present. And a couple people come to mind from the past. Number one, M. Scott Peck. He's the author of The Road Less Traveled. And the reason why I chose him is because of how I came into contact with his book. I actually um, was reading, I, I heard it through Audible. Uh, an audiobook version, and he read it himself, and it was very sort of monotone and direct. And um, while I try to avoid speaking in that way, I do appreciate learning that way. It's very simple, straight to the point, and there was a lot of just good information because I am a sort of an introspective and I like to understand analytical type of person. He gives insight to uh, mental health. Um, why people do things the way they do, why people do thing, the things that they do, how people communicate with one another, codependency, love, attachment, so on and so forth. And so I really enjoyed hearing uh, the audio version of his book and uh, just being able to talk to him and getting an even more in-depth um, perspective of, of what he's written and how he thinks would be really cool. I also thought of a fictional character I'd like to meet, uh, and he would be Cliff Huxtable from The Cosby <laughs> Show. Right. And uh, the reason why is because um, naturally, I feel like being an African-American male, I can relate um, to how he looks, how his kids look, the things, you know, in, in, his, in his household, in his, in his environment. Um, being raised by a single mom, there was sort of this voice that spoke to me that sort of yearned for having a two parent household, if you will, and yeah. sort of getting that, being able to experience that uh, through television was pretty cool. Um, There's a lot of positive uh, conversations, hard conversations and seeing this gentleman as a doctor and his wife's a lawyer and how they, the dynamic and everything flows and, was was really cool and uh perhaps i wanted a bit of that for my own life 
And then the final person would be uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. And the reason why I chose him is because he found he has found a way to sort of discuss God, religion and spirituality in a very um, practical way. Uh, he also relates it to motivation and business. And so I have been, I enjoyed and continue to enjoy um, listening to some of the teachings that he has had provided uh, before he passed away. So that's the past. I would say for the present, I would select, I selected David Goggins uh, reading his book. Can't hurt me was really thrilling. Uh, there was a lot going on there. He himself, you know, being, he's um, a Marine and I believe he was a, a ranger um, his weight loss journey, um, these death races, these ultra marathons and these pull ups and all these things that he's able to do and really challenge himself mentally and physically and to overcome things and not make excuses. That's um, I thought that was pretty cool. And then finally, Jay Shetty. His podcast is really, really cool. I enjoy listening to it. He has some inspiring, amazing guests and amazing guests and topics. And just the dude's voice alone is like so peaceful um, and very monk like, if you will. You know, he's a monk who uh, I think he was a monk for three years living um, somewhere really far. I can't remember where, but <laughs> like Tibet or something. <laughs> yeah, like like I don't know. He's just so he just has such a peaceful energy about him, welcoming spirit and the topics are often very much relatable and um, I just think it'd be cool to, to converse with him, honestly. Awesome, man. No, that's, that's, that's a lot. Like, wow. <laughs> it it, it kind of shows you. I thought I would be able to like put together, but yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, it's, it's kind of an off the wall question a little bit. Right. But that's the thing. It's like trying to get, an, an idea of like who you are, what you think, what kind of things mm -hmm. motivate you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of what this is all about. So, you know, the show is, is really about getting people motivated, getting people up off the couch, wanting to do something, you know, for themselves, for others, both, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case might be. Right. And so that's, that's kind of like the next question from your perspective you know, what does get motivated mean? Yeah, so for me, get motivated would be, you know, having something that gives you the spark um, that's worthwhile, right? Um, something that, that's, that has a greater value to you than your current experience. Now, you can use your past experiences with a thing to motivate you to do something you know, that either it needs to happen immediately or a week or a month from now, you can gleam on your past experiences and how you felt about those things um, that you hold value in. You can also hear from another person about something that you've never experienced, but somehow you have faith in it. Like, wow, that happened for you. You're motivated for that to now happen um, for yourself. And um, at the end of the day, the bottom line is, you have to have value in something, I think, in order to decide to be motivated to do something. So 
Yeah, that's what get motivated is about for me. The, the the value of a thing. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, that's that's a good point, right? Where we have to value something mm-hmm. in order to work towards it. <laughs> you know, and and the more we value that thing, the harder we're going to work towards it. The more we're going to be motivated for it. You know, to get up off the couch to do that thing. Um, so that's awesome. That's, <clears throat> that's really cool. Um, so now I want to get into kind of your backstory. Mm-hmm. It may or may not contribute to how the book was, but just so everybody could see the book here, One Grateful Summer, you've got it there behind you too. Yeah. And um, this is an awesome book for, what would you say, anybody starting from an adult down to what? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, depending on the reading level of the child, but um, eight years old uh, forward, um, it is a middle grade novel. Um, so that age range is eight to 13. But if you took the time to read this book or be read to by your child, um, you would find some things that I think that as an adult you can relate to. So it's worth certainly turning the pages. Um, and just considering, you know, the contents uh, that, that's in it. It's a lot of, a lot of good info, chock full of knowledge and insight and, and like things that make you go, hmm, you know, maybe that wasn't your personal experience, but maybe you know somebody um, that has had that experience because we're only, you know, one degree away from, I think, that friend, family member that, did grow up in a single family household and and maybe you wondered like, why is that person experiencing or responding in that way? Yeah. That's not my experience. So. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it wasn't a single mother for me, but it was a single father. There you go. So I, I totally understand and relate. Right. I mean, and that's the thing, like, what I also wanted to point out, or, or I liked here, so your title, One Grateful Summer, but you have a subtitle inside the book cover that I thought was just awesome, and it's In Life, Turn loss, Losses into Lessons. For sure. And and so, I mean, that's that's just the type of thing, like, I live by, like, I want other people to kind of understand, to, to get motivated by, mm-hmm. because all of these things that happened to us throughout our lives in the past, right, um, they, they shape us into who we are or who we become. And we can learn those or take those losses, like you say, right, in life and turn them into lessons. And, and we can learn from them. We can benefit from them right. instead of letting them rule over us or anything else like that so maybe again tell us how that is in your backstory and everything yeah yeah of course so um my backstory so i i am the product of uh two very young parents 19 and 18 i think um from i'm from houston texas the, the the product of two very young young parents who um you know my mom, I spent the majority of my time with my mom and, and my grandparents uh, raising me. Um, and then I had a father who raised me. Um, he chose me, if, if that makes sense, in that um, 
he learned later on. I was still young. I learned but he learned. But I was still young that he learned um, that I wasn't actually his, his son. And so that's what I mean by he chose me, that despite finding that out, he still chose to be a part of my life and treat me uh, like his son, like to the fullest extent. And so that I'm appreciative of, you know, this uh, this handoff. Um, and now I say handoff because he himself had found out that when he was attempting to join the military, he was adopted. He found mm-hmm. out in that moment. So I think that his previous experience set up a softened heart, if you will, to embrace and accept me at five to continue to um, stay in my life, you know? So it's amazing some of the things that, again, happen to you, they may happen for you so that you can be available to be a provider or a contributor to someone else's life. And perhaps maybe if he hadn't had that background, maybe my the course of my life would have gone in a different different way. Um, so that's kind of how I started, you know, very young, born and raised Houston, Texas, mostly uh, with my my mom and my grandparents and, and my, you know, my dad who raised me um, went through high school. And I had this um, fascination and, and passion and love for New York. For some reason, uh, I was just obsessed with New York and you know, the modeling and acting world. So not long, maybe four or so years after graduating high school, I did some college, um, uh, didn't graduate, but I did some college and then I decided to pursue my career in acting and modeling. And then I moved to New York and things didn't take off as quickly as I had hoped. I, I did have some really cool experiences while there, while there. Um, I, I had been on Law and Order SVU as a background actor. I've been on Saturday Night Live a couple times as a background actor. Um, I was even in a movie that never came out, but afforded me the opportunity to become SAG eligible. So I was I was trying. I was knocking at the door. But uh, as you may have heard, New York can be quite expensive. So I. Uh, <laughs> I had to pivot after about two years and I ended up moving back to Houston, took a mobile marketing job that took me all over the country, in fact. So that further fueled it. I want to back up a little bit. When I was young, my mom took me quite a few places around the country. I had never been out of the country, but I did go to several different states. And that, I think, ignited my passion for travel. I love seeing the world. I love, you know, traveling in different states and countries, so on and so forth. So that fuel that started when I was young and then I was able to further that along. And that's why I was so excited to take that mobile marketing job um, in 2008 and see the country for about eight months. And then shortly after getting off the road, uh, my my girlfriend, who was my long distance girlfriend at the time, we ended up, we, we got pregnant. So now we're going to have a baby. We're going to have a family and things of that nature. So uh, fast forward, we got married two kids later. Um, I lived in, I was living in the New York uh, area and I became a fitness coach. And 
it was there that I started to really come into contact with all these many um, various different walks of life, if you will, these diverse people, these um, people who were stockbrokers and wealth fund managers and venture capitalists and CEOs. And in addition to that, working as a fitness trainer and dealing with all these different modalities and training uh techniques, everything from MoveNet to whole body EMS, which is electromuscular stimulation, um, calisthenic workouts, and uh, you name it, I've done it. New York is a very unique place. It has a very unique set of people. And all of that together made me such an optimistic type of person. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I truly am grateful for that. Um, so it expanded my mind uh, quite a bit. So that's a little that's bit awesome. of mine. Yeah, no. Well, you know, New York's filled with all of us Italians. So, <laughs> 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 but um, no, I, I liked what you said, though. Sometimes the things that happen to you happen for you. 100%. And that's just a different way of looking at it, right? Like, we don't necessarily, when we're going through something, see it that way. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, man, this thing's happening to us, right? And and we have a negative outlook or an attitude or whatever mm -hmm. about this thing at the time. And then later on down the road, our perspectives can change. And then we realize it happened for us. So to to say it the way you did and and to have us think about it that way, I mean, it might not necessarily be motivational, but it is because it gives us more of the right set of mind to have, right? Put us in a better perspective and a better mindset that now that when we're going through these things in life, you know, yeah, we're, we're it's happening to us right now, but we mm -hmm. can use that in the future. And, and it was for us. And right. I, I just, I love that the way you said that, especially it, it just, <clears throat> it resonates within your backstory, you know, of those things that you've gone through and all those different experiences that you've had and that you, you know, kind of taken the bull by the horns, right. And, and, sure. and done some stuff by it. So that's really cool. I mean, we might even have to have you on the show another time to talk about the fitness aspect of things because I think our our health, our our livelihood, um, oh, yeah. you know, you're you're a fitness coach and you know that, that that has all to do with our well-being and and our health to get us motivated. I mean, like look at how buff you are, right? I wish I was like that, like, <laughs> you know, but. Um, you know, that's the thing. Like, we can all be doing something. We all should be doing something, even if it's just walking, you know, sure. to get the heart rate up there, to think a little bit more about what we're eating and the types of foods and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah I just, you know, probably, like I said, have you back on the show maybe to talk about that at some point. But I'd be glad. We're, yeah. we're really wanting to talk about your book right now, which I think is a reflection really of of your backstory right yes yes for sure um yeah so so the book i was inspired to um 
it's been something that's been in me for it is me like it's been something that's been in me to write and get out for 38 approaching 39 years now uh, right so the thing of it is is that i i actually was going to start this off as or do this as an autobiography you know it'd be heavily geared towards adults in that in that realm but i thought it'd be better to try and plant this seed in the youth so that they can start to deal with maybe some identity issues you know that was something i dealt with very young um you, you alluded to you know you, you're you're buff, right? <laughs> um, I, I wondered as a as a kid. I mean, as early as eight, nine, like I had abs. I was like in pretty good shape. I was fast. I could jump high, so on and so forth. And I I didn't really understand why. I didn't question it deeply, but I was just able to do these things. And as I got older, I I started to lift weights. And the first time I really um, got involved with, with strength training, I was 15 years old uh, in the 10th grade. And I would work out with the big men. I, I was always a basketball player. I still play ball. But I would work out with the post players. And I was like five foot four. Hmm. And I was just strong. I, I The first time I had ever uh, ventured out to like really doing bench press consistently, I went from just without any like uh, – instruction i mean just basic you know from the coaches right just basic right. how you do it technique but my strength was already at the point where i was bench pressing 160 pounds over six weeks being consistent i went from 160 pounds on the bench press to doing 205 pounds so i gained i did wow. a 45 pound improvement in a matter of six weeks so that was always there and i just didn't really understand why and so you know, those questions, even as I got older, before I met my dad, it's like, why? Right. How are you able to do this? You know, I didn't have these immediate this immediate um, understanding uh, or answer to lean on. So from an identity standpoint, even as I continue to get older, people identify me as you're strong, you're fit, you're an athlete. And sometimes when we try and pivot out of these perspectives that people see us through or these lenses that people see us through, right. it's difficult to find a new identity. And meeting my father sort of closed the circle for me in that, hey, here's why I look the way I look. I look like my dad. We're like spitting images of one another. And that's something that uh, Nicole was probably able to see on the the live when we launched the book. Yep. Like, you know, we're like twins, and I think that's pretty amazing. Um, so that encouraged me to go ahead and like continue to, well, to go ahead and get started, right? Because I, I had met him, I only met him about seven years ago, and so I was inspired to put the pen to the paper and, and, and do that. Um, when I met him, I had. When I met him, I had long hair. Funny story. <clears throat> when I was about to have my oldest daughter, Bella, I had a haircut. It was about this low. And about, like, literally 
I think like 18 days before she was born. Yeah, it was 18 days. Exactly. I got my last haircut and I said, I'm not cutting my hair. anymore. And I decided to grow my hair long as a sign of suffrage, as a rite of passage. So I grew the hair out. I grew it for six years, 10 months. And I say six years, 10 months because I met my dad and then decided to cut my hair. So I felt as though I didn't have to suffer anymore. And so there was something I needed to endure. So I cut my hair and I decided that this was a new chapter, a new phase in my life, irrespective of how our relationship goes forward after meeting him. I don't have to suffer in that way because the, the loop has closed now and I can sort of shed that. Right. Let that go. Yep. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so that was a, a you know a feather in the cap, a reason to start writing, start jotting this thing down. And like I said, I considered doing it as an autobiography for adults, but then I said, let me let me do this for kids, you know. And I thought, do I do a picture book, twenty pages, thirty pages? And as I started writing, my opening is different than what I have now, but my opening was so strong, I was like, this thing has to go the distance. So I just started writing and then 20,000 words later. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. It's impressive. I mean, you got what, 160 ish pages in here? Yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, again, you know, one grateful summer. This is awesome. You know, definitely, I, I like how you're gearing towards youth, especially. Um, you know, I, I was a former youth pastor and I'm a senior pastor, but, you know, mm-hmm. I, I found the Lord as a youth and, and, you know, you're talking about, you know, our identity. I mean, how much more so as than when we're a youth, are we trying to figure out who we are, what we are, what we can do, what can we accomplish? All of these hopes and dreams that we have, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's such a vital point in time in our lives where, you know, like hopefully this book will really, you know, help answer a lot of questions to people and, you know, maybe bring us, you know, give us a couple of highlights from the book of, of those types of things, those, you know, questions that are answered or, or, you know, different plots or something in there that, that really speaks to you that you can, you know, just, Tell our viewers here real quick. Yeah, well, let me say this before I do that. I, I want to because I don't want to lose this thought. Sure. I think that although we become adults, the child in us continues to to live on. Absolutely. I think that's in, you know it's important that we keep certain aspects of that childlike mind or childlike reality. Because it's the childlike reality that gives us an imagination, that stokes our creativity, that gives us sort of that childlike, mm, this has to work, this won't fail. Right. A lot of businesses, a lot of relationships, a lot of things that are in service to others are born from that mindset. I think in order to truly realize and and bring into, um, you know, 
bring to the forefront for the help and benefit of others, we need to keep that intact. But we also have to address the problems that the child went through, the trauma that the child went through in order to have meaningful and last long lasting relationships um, with with uh, our coworkers, with right. our spouses, with our friends, with strangers. And and if we if we if we get rid of that child, we won't be creative. I, I don't think that we'll we'll have the world that everybody can um, really coexist and, and and love one another. Because a child's love is very innocent, it's very innocent. It's it's very imaginative and so on and so forth. So I think that we 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 should keep some aspects of our childhood intact and and uh, do whatever it takes therapeutically to address some of the old wounds. And this writing this book was very therapeutic for me. Right. Yeah, um, writing is a huge outlet. You know, a lot of yeah. people I don't think appreciate that, right? Mm-hmm. I just I just wanted to say that um, for sure. So like highlights, I have some here. Uh, so if you look at uh, page ninety six, the the title there is the perfect plan, the perfect family. And there is there truth be told, there is no perfect. But in my purview of perfect, it was mom, dad at home. They come downstairs, or you come down. Hey, dinner's ready. You know, come downstairs, we, we eat together, you know, we enjoy a meal, we talk about the day, so on and so forth. That's what I saw on the Cosby show. All right. You know, um in that chapter, you know, the the main character's best friend, who is named after my daughter, Bella, <laughs> she goes on a family vacation with her dad, her mom, and her cousin, actually. And they go on a on a on a trip um, outside of the country, which is very near and dear to me. And um, they have what's seemingly like the perfect family, family vacation. Like that's it's important, but that's not everybody's experience. So additionally, they go to Toronto. I talk about the CN Tower. I talk about current events, current artists. Drake is in that, and so. It's very much, again, present. It's relatable to a child who listens to that type of music. But maybe they haven't been to Canada. You know, I hadn't been to Canada when I was eight, nine, ten, so on and so forth. Right. I was blessed enough to be able to take both of my girls to Montreal, and they were perhaps uh, 12 and 10 or 12 and 9 at the time. But a lot of kids don't get to experience that. You know, but that's the beauty of a book. You can go places in a book that you may not go to physically. You may unearth parts of your mind that are dormant that you didn't realize, wow, I'd like to do something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't even know that was in me. I'm glad I read that. So I'm hoping I can do that in this chapter, for example. You know, um, so that's one. Uh, another one is, again, staying current. There's a chapter where uh, Marquise and his dad are at a basketball game. They're watching LeBron James play. So, again, current, relatable. 
Um, and they debate over who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. <laughs> well, by the way, who do you think is, is the GOAT? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I actually grew up in uh, Gary and Chicago um, in that time frame. I mean, Jordan's the man, right? <laughs> of course. I've been to Gary, Indiana at least two times. My stepmom is born and raised Gary, Indiana. Oh, right wow. Now. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, again, those there's those current events. There's the debate. There's a debate between LeBron, uh, his, him and his dad about LeBron or Michael Jordan. So there's that. Um, additionally, again, this, that that travel, that the travels. That's that was my life um, and continues to be my life. Um, and then, um, also, I want to highlight the fact that again, my daughter Bella. She's the best friend of Marquise. So it's it's meaningful to me to have her name in a book and stand out and it'll live on forever. Now, my youngest daughter, Zoe, is like, you know, where am I in this thing? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but she's in it. She's she's a, a cousin of Bella. It's more her personality than it is her name. Um, but I am, you know. Mom's the word. I am working on another uh, book already that's right. going to have Zoe in it, so she can she can have her own. <laughs> She'll be the star in that one. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um. You know, like <clears throat> you talked earlier about the the audiobook experience, right? And you were talking yes. just now about how you can go different places and experience all these things. And that's so true. I mean, I love listening to audiobooks. That's, you know, primarily how I do my reading um, is, is just to get immersed into the story, right? Sure, and, sure. And visit castles to, you know, explore areas to, you know, get in a sword fight or, you know, sail on a ship or just whatever i mean yeah. all of different things i mean you know sherlock holmes to investigate a crime right um you know the mount or the count of monte cristo was is just an amazing book right and, and and you just you know you're in paris you're in italy and all these different things right i mean right. you know that's that's one of the things like not only is writing an outlet but listening to like an audiobook or reading a book is is a really good thing for us you know it it gives us that imagination that you're talking about that we need to right. you know right. so so often as as kids or even as youth we're, we're told to stop dreaming get our heads out of the clouds yeah. and all of these different things right we get all this stuff beaten out of us in a sense yeah and, and we got to relearn it as an adult you know and if anything, that's one of those things, too, that I just encourage people to do, like, dream again, right? Imagine again. Think. Hope. You know, get those things in in our lives that we can just sit and just daydream about something, right? Like, sure. how do we want the rest of our lives to be? You know, if we were going to write a book, what would it be about? And, and yeah. just go on that adventure, you know, I mean, so that's that's so cool that 
you know, you've, you've talked about those different things and, and you're sharing that with, with us, you know, I mean, it, it just goes to like who should kind of read the book and why and how to change our mindset, our perspectives. So, you know, as, as we're talking about all those things, tell us a little bit more about either your experience or your experience with the books or like help people like if they're on the fence about getting into the book and, and reading it or, or whatever, like how, how should they do that? Why should they do that? Those kinds of things. So the thing about it, um, something you touched on, you know, re reading it or listening to it, having that imagination. I think that, and I love movies. Don't get me wrong. I'm about to say here, I love movies, but I think that what movies and television shows can do, they can take away your ability to see it in the way that you would, that only, only through reading it or perhaps hearing it, you can't see it the way that you normally would if it's depicted on the screen for you already. Right. So, you know, when I read something, it may come up on the screen differently than if you've read something. Because your previous, your life experience to that point, to digesting that literature up until that point have been different than mine. And so you miss an opportunity, I think, if you just watch movies only, or if you just watch television only. Flip the pages of that book, turn that audio book on and experience, it, experience life or you know, that vacation that you may want to go on or that adventure that you heard about or whatever, like experience it in that way so that you can have a more personal, I think a more personal connection to the media that you're, that you're taking on. Also from an audio book standpoint, like the car is a mobile university. So I really enjoy like digesting um, books in that way. My goal also is to be able to read this book and turn it into an audio book. So there's another opportunity to reach a couple more people um, that won't necessarily turn the page, if you will. Um, right. So they're adapted into an audio book. That's a goal of mine as well. Also, you know, as far as another reason why to why should you read this, you know, like I said, this, if you read a thing, you can imagine and see a thing a certain way that you would never otherwise uh, consider. I think that there's something inside of all of us that, again, is familiar with this experience that Marquise goes through. That's familiar with the experience Bella goes through. Bella's complaining that, oh, my parents make too big of a deal. <laughs> about planning my party year in and year out. Marquis sees that and hears that and is like, wow, that's a problem. I like that. Right. <laughs> so it's you know what I mean? yep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's this saying that one man's trash is another man's treasure. I think that sometimes we can be jaded and, and become bored with repetitive experiences. And Bella could take a lesson in having gratitude for what her current experience is. 
find something positive in that. Marquise was forced throughout the story to take a look at, well, who's around me that sort of serves as a dad or father-like figure? You know what I mean? And so he's forced to visit the relationships that currently exist and reimagine them or, you know, have appreciation for them and have deeper conversations. You learn about Marquise's mom and how it makes sense to her to double down, triple down on, I got you. You know, you don't have to worry about or think about what your relationship is or isn't with your dad. Right. And he he's going to his grandmother, he's going to his coach, he's going to his cousin who is only seven years older than him and having conversations and trying to figure out, do you know my dad? Well, this cousin who looks like me in a way, right? He, but he has long hair. He has, you know, especially in an African-American community, he's educated. He loves reading. He works at a library. He's going to be attending an Ivy League school. So it's just a different way to look at things, right? So many, so many subliminal messages to consider throughout the book that's good for an adult. But we plant, I plant that seed, this positive seed for a child who looks like me or the child who knows somebody who looks like me and is having this experience with their friend and perhaps wondering subconsciously, why did they, why are they that way? Why is their family dynamic like that? But yet my family dynamic is like this. How do we come together and, and have a better relationship and see each other and have empathy for one another's experience? You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm hoping people get from deciding to to read this book or gift this book to somebody who needs to see it. I want to see it in schools. I'd love to see it to where it's like a part of the curriculum on some level. Um, I think that'd be amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would be. That'd be awesome, man. That would be a goal to work with or work on for sure. So let's let's make sure that you know before we close here how do people get a hold of you and learn more about the book or or whatever else i know it's available on amazon again one grateful summer yes and, yes, uh, yes yeah so my my instagram page is germany rights it's germany spelled just like the country g e r m a n y W-R-I-T-E-S. That's my author page. Um, as well as my fitness page is Germany Fit. All one word, no spaces or anything like that. They can get in contact with me on either one of those pages. The links to my book are there. Um, I'm sending out signed copies to folks who are ordering through my Shopify website. Um, you can also order on Amazon as well. Um, and I mean, I just I just want to hear from folks. Uh, if you're ordering from Amazon, I do encourage you to please leave that review. Um, you can also email me, you know, you get the, those books in the hands of those kids and, and they're giving you feedback. I encourage you also sit down and read it with them. You know, make that a nighttime 
routine, there's an opportunity to connect uh, in this way and, and have, you know, it's not just something that's filled with fluff. It's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff in there, but it's an opportunity to talk about um, real issues in a meaningful way, way and fun way. So Germany Writes and Germany Fit are my Instagram handles. And I'm Germany Mayfield on Facebook. So I'd love to hear from you. Nice. Hey, you know, just in case people don't want to wait, <laughs> tell us just a little bit more about the fitness aspect while we got a few minutes left here, um, you know, in case they don't see another show with you talking about all that or whatever. Yeah. Just, just give us a little encouragement, a little bit of motivation for how us, you know, for our health, for us to get fit and whatever else. Yeah, sure thing. Uh, so fitness is not something that you have to like uh, confine to a gym or pigeonhole it to a gym. You know, fitness is going on all the time. Are you fit? Is your is your sleep sleeping pattern, your sleeping behaviors, are they fit? Are your uh, food choices, are they fit for your optimal health? Uh, do you move enough? Right. It's not about lifting weights, picking things up, putting them down. It's about are you flexible? Are you mobile? Are you helping you yourself to live the optimal life that you ultimately desire? Do you read? Right. Because that's a part of fitness as well. Training your brain, putting information in that's beneficial, that's fruitful, that's energetic and, and joyful. Right. So there are so many ways to um, embody what it means to be fit. Um, so start there. Start to consider that first. And it's not about for me. It's not about how I look. It's about how I feel and how I perform. So I like to start and focus on start there and focus my fitness through those lenses and encourage people to perhaps at least consider doing the same. No, that's awesome, man. Appreciate that. Cause you know, I, I like how you said, you know, about reading or, or getting stuff into your mind, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of don't necessarily realize that we're more than this outward structure. hundred percent. You know, it's important. Our physical body is important. But we have a mind, we have a soul, we have a will and an emotions, right? We're a spiritual being that, you know, needs to be fed. So every yeah. part of who we are, we have to build up, we have to maintain, we have to keep fit, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, those are those are all very important things. So, I mean, before again, before we leave, is there any anything last? that you want to share with us to give us any hope, encouragement, motivation here today? Actually, it's funny. I posted something today on my Instagram, um, again, on my, on my fitness page, so Germany Fit. It's about sort of listening to that, that inner voice that's inside of you that's calling you to do something. It's happening for a reason, and it may get louder and louder and louder but it's encouraging you to do something about it. And if it's positive and it's in, if it's in service to others and it makes you feel good along the way, I think it's worth doing it. Don't fall in love with or believe that you are 
only the imposter syndrome that you may be suffering from. Just accept that, hey, this is temporary and it won't go away until I fully address it, until I fully step into it, until I fully do it and remove roadblocks that are not allowing me to get that thing done. A lot of times I think that people are about 80% of the way there and they have shelved something that they're just putting away to the side. They had a moment of doubt. And when you talked about it earlier, you have to unlearn some stuff. You, we've, we've, we've lived our pain and believe that all we are is our pain, but we're so much more than that. Right. You know, so just take an opportunity to allow your tests to become testimonies and don't let that positive voice inside of you that's that's calling you to do something. Don't let it die because you'll regret it and you will not be your real authentic self. So I, I just want to leave you with that. Be encouraged. Stay motivated and uh, get some stuff done. All right. That's awesome, man. Appreciate that. And I love that that phrase or whatever, turn your tests into testimonies. I think yes. Les came up with that, didn't he? Les Brown? I feel like that's uh, what he was so, I listen to so much positive stuff. You got your Jim Rohn's, your Les Brown's, you know, it's possible. Yeah, it's yeah. Possible. I mean, but it's it's so true. You got to take those tests and turn them into testimonies, right? And that's sure. just... Yeah. You know, it's, your, it's, it's, it's my test. It's also my testimony. I'm willing to testify that this is my experience. Yep. So, and that's, that's why also we go through stuff. We're talking, you know, what happens to you happens for you. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, it happens to us. We go through it or whatever, but we're learning from it. We're growing from it or we should be. Mm -hmm. And then we can help somebody else in a similar, you know, position, you know, That's all about being motivated too, you know, helping others, you know, help themselves to encourage them. And that's, that's what your book again, one grateful summer is all about. I mean, this is, this is such a powerful tool. I I hope that it does get into the school systems. So, you know, people can, can learn from that. And on the back here, it says gratitude. I love that. And if you look at that, if you look at the bus, Lost and Found Street. <laughs> so look at the bus here. That yep. symbol is the symbol for gratitude. Nice. So that's sort of sprinkled throughout the book. Uh, Marquise wears it on his pocket. So I'm hoping that even kind of starts a conversation. Like, what is that? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, man. Uh, loved having you here today. You know, we're, we're going to have to get you back to talk more about fitness and health and and well-being on another episode because I know we've got a limited amount of time here today. But again, great having you. Thank you so much for coming on board. And to everybody else out there, get the book, read it, share it, and uh, be blessed till next time. Thank you for listening to Get Motivated with Donato, where Donato speaks with leaders, authors, influencers, and speakers who share their life journeys with motivational tips, lessons learned, and keys of success that will motivate you to change your life. Follow Donato on Facebook and LinkedIn at Donato Parisi, or go to DonatoMotivates.com. Remember, 
You can be anything you want and desire. All you have to do is get motivated.